Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 424, and today we'll be talking about Thanks to Them, from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. So there is a lot to unpack here. Want, want me to give the just a, just a very brief overview of the summary? Well, I mean, it just came out, right? Like, there's no way you didn't just watch it. Okay, we'll skip it today <laughs> yeah you know what go yes. and watch it first you know go and yeah watch pause it. watch it also watch the second half of season two you know if you just so happen to have gotten <laughs> into that yeah um, if you're somehow a weirdo that just didn't see the second <laughs> half of season two and then only watch this special um look being puppycat's really good and i'm gonna force us to talk about it eventually it'll still be there well it's still puppycat there though Oh my god, okay. Um, for those of you who did not know, the season, the third season of The Owl House is kind of odd. It's going to be the final season. The original plan for the show had been, like, closer to four or five, maybe even more seasons, but, uh, Disney kind of unexpectedly axed them to have a third season, but not really. So, this is them, this is the crew trying to, like, work with what they got um season three is going to be made up of three 45 minute specials and then that's it that's the show so i i gotta say this was not what i was expecting at all i I was expecting it to be kind of all plot all the time but this episode was heavily focused on mostly loses little character arc there she she never really got a chance to unpack her feelings after hollow mind and uh, to a lesser extent, Hunter, who also has a lot of stuff he needs to unpack. Yeah, it. I just kept watching the movie and like scene after scene. I was like, wow, that would have been a great episode. Wow, that would have well. been a great <laughs> 22 minute episode. Wow, that would have been a great 22 minute episode. And just feeling like completely robbed. Yeah. Alongside with the, the creators, you know, they couldn't tell their story. And, you know, they did a great job with what they got, but, man, it just, it's a little bittersweet, because so much stuff could have been whole episodes on their own. Um, This could have easily (laughs) been its own season, this this one 45-minute special, or at least, like, a season A and a season B and C or something like that. I wanted so badly for the giraffes to feature heavily in this episode. I wish we had gotten an entire giraffe episode, but at least... At least we have proof that they are, in fact, demons. Right. Freaky alien mouths. (laughs) What are you going to tell that to the sea turtles? Never mind. (laughs) Sea turtles have weird looking mouths. Sea turtles have weird looking mouths. That's fair. I thought somebody would be funnier than me. All I know is that five (laughs) loves turtles, so uh, turtles are okay in my book. Yeah. Um, Something that's really funny is that Somebody in the writer's room had enough beef with Duolingo to feature it, like, heavily (laughs) in the episode. And the fact that it also just happens to be an owl. Like, did they, did they kind of have the idea and they're like, oh, but we have to cut a bunch of content. But it is an owl and we're on the owl house. So it kind of has its law. You know, I thought that would be really funny. No, I love. So they condensed it, and it's crazy that it's condensed, and yeah, I got flashbacks to OKKO's OK ending, where, you know, it's just like, this is happening to cartoons now. Either they never get to tell their story, or they get to tell a really bastardized version of it. But uh, it does give you the chance to see what the writers think is really important. And uh, one, that Duolingo joke. But second, like, uh, you know, 
seeing that they spent a lot of time on, for instance, Luz's mom's dream, right? Seeing all the moments in Luz's life from the perspective of her mom now just really fills in her character a lot. And it just brought me back to like season uh, one and two. People were, you know, kind of pissed at her mom and not really that sympathetic to some of her decisions. And this really fills it in. Who was mad at Camilla? Uh, people were like, Camilla's abusive. Camilla's making choices on behalf of her daughter. Oh, et cetera, people et always claim that cartoon parents are abusive. Yes. That doesn't make them an- ever have any legs to stand on. I- I- I'm not saying yeah. this seems a reaction to that, but it definitely recognizes that there's more depth to give her, and it, it certainly provided that. Like, And honestly, well, I felt that <laughs> it was a very adult scene. Like, you're seeing a parent's oh, yeah. perspective of their child in their nightmares. It just really felt like it was speaking to a different audience than children, which I really enjoyed. Or if it is for children, helping you realize as a child, like what is happening <laughs> in your parents' mind in the background. And it was so nice to see how supportive and how much, how similar she is. And yet maybe not as crazed as Luz, but still like she has her nerdy books that she loves and hides in the basement. She has this, you know, cruelty expressed on her from other parents well i mean it's heavily implied she and manny were both trekkies yeah which so sweet and also yeah they filled in the whole manny story you know more too you know i liked that they showed the 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 principals telling her look she's acting out because of the because of her grief and then but we already know from the earlier part of the dream that no she's just like this (laughs) Right. I, yeah. I think the principal was right. Uh, Luz kind of needs to go to Don't Freak Out the Normies camp, but we just need to understand what we're doing here. Oh my god, a, a, a garter snake being brought to a high school is really the worst thing that, like... I think the Griffin exhibit was the worst thing I she just, did. I cannot stand educators and the trend that it's been going on where it's like, we have to keep children safe no matter what the cost nah, 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 and then end up like depriving kids of like actual cool and fun experiences like when i was uh in the fourth grade i held a giant like 40 pound boa constrictor in my class <laughs> like it was a show and tell thing <laughs> yeah you that's know? awesome like, my, uh, not, my like it my took third four grade teacher people. said my third grade teacher i was scared so scared to death because they said the uh, bees bees are coming to our classroom where there's going to be bees like no! they're growing flowers and they said they're we're going to bring bees into the classroom and they're going to pollinate them and they refused to clarify <laughs> refused and i was a very literal <laughs> child they refused to clarify and i think they felt it was a joke you know a joke for this little literal eight-year-old or nine-year-old that you know they were like yeah it's bees no they just brought in dead bees on sticks which is also an interesting experience but you drag the little yeah, de- that would be bee carcasses better. across the across the flowers but they just I was scared. I was like talking to my parents, like, they're going to bring in bees. There's going to be a beekeeper. There's going to be bees flying around. So, you know, I don't, it's a lot, a lot's changed in the world. They used to mentally torture us. I think that's not a universal experience, David. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> to be I can't recall anything similar to that happening at all. I probably gaslighted myself. <laughs> if, if they were ever to say, GC, there are going to be bees here. It's like, okay, well, there is not going to be me here. You're not getting me and bees in the same classroom. Yeah, and then my hand would have shot up and I would have said, but I'm allergic to bees, and then they would have clarified, oh, they're dead. I cannot <laughs> believe <laughs> to be that, fair, like, I was a pretty it got annoying that far. third grader, and I... <laughs> Maybe they did explain it, and you just didn't pay attention. That is incredibly likely. 
I was usually under <laughs> my desk in third grade. Like I had the habit of raising my hand from under the desk. <laughs> like just, you know, doing Okay, you know. guys, I anyway. I have a I have a random <laughs> feel- random question though. Cuz you mentioned that uh, Camilla and Manny were Trekkies. So I have a question about that Cosmic Frontier book that Gus gave to Hunter. And you know how you have that cyborg guy with that grin on the face? That grin looks so familiar. Does anyone know where that is from? No. It's like a meme or something. And I just love this book cover now. Oh, well, now I gotta... Do you have a screenshot? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's on the wiki. Um. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's a pretty common mouth shape. Oh, the smile? Uh, yeah, there's like probably a meme that has it somewhere. I can think of a couple, but I don't know if that's a direct reference or if that was just, you know, a funny face. I just love it. It's a very funny face. Um, yeah, that was, I enjoyed the fact that it was just blatantly Star Trek, that fandom has existed much longer than, like, Eh. what people on the internet think. I wouldn't say that it's blatantly Star Trek. I think the uniforms are inspired by Star Trek, but that really seems more like a Buck Rogers-style aesthetic and, you know, the a storyline from... I'm talking more about having a massive, quite well-established fan base. Yeah, that'll do it. Right, because, like, thinking of all of the fandoms that are so huge that they can hold their own conventions, besides, like, little subsections of Comic-Con... Like, My Little Pony, Star Trek, Furries. They uh, have an entire cosplaying group for Stormtroopers specifically. Not for anyone else in Star Wars. They only do Stormtroopers. They have a Stormtrooper exclusive cosplay club. Yes, but I'm talking about, like, giant conventions. Look, call me me when there is a Star Trek group that only cosplays as Klingons. And then we'll talk. Is there a Star Wars convention? I'm pretty sure there are several. Well, Star <laughs> Okay, we got we got derailed. Um That is true. We have a lot of episode to cover. Yes. Um I did enjoy that they were both fans. Also like it was <laughs> going back to the kid thing, like knowing small children, ones under the age of 5, I can't think of a single one that wouldn't think of a snake skin as being the coolest thing ever. Yeah, the the fact that those kids ran away, really weird. I don't know what their parents are teaching them. <laughs> yeah, like, I've seen kids younger than what the kids in these episodes are supposed to be, like, you know, rip off the legs of beetles and stuff like that, like, mess with wildlife all the time. And one got bitten by a snake because young children <laughs> don't understand what a snake is. So, yeah, that was just, it. I mean, like, Camilla is in no way a bad parent she's a freaking parent of the year yes and just like her also being a veterinarian and like showing her all this cool stuff at work and that like animals that people in our culture has like big phobias of aren't like actually as harmful as you think they are like loose not having an issue with snakes or spiders or rats or possums or anything like that like i think that's really cute and it shows like how much camilla like involves loose in her work yeah how, how, speaking of possums, though, how did the possum get into that wardrobe? They have little hands. It locked <laughs> itself in, though. It couldn't get out. Dramatic tension put that possum in there. It wasn't, it wasn't like trying to get out. It was like, you know, arranging its nest. 
<laughs> yeah. It was having a rave in there, a cheese rave at the pizza cave. <laughs> no, possums are great. Um, I don't know. This possum seemed pretty horrific. Like this specific possum was pretty bad. <laughs> All right, so do it's we want to walk beat by beat through this thing? Because it's definitely a lot, and it's easy to be everywhere yeah. unless we want to hit like the big things first. Which I think Camilla's nightmare is one of the big things. Yeah, we talked yes. about that was a big moment. We talked about the giraffe, which was big for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the montage was really good. Right, at the start. Yeah, what they did do with like all the time passing was really creative and fun. I like that V is their their resident human expert. Yeah, I love how V's the straight man in all this, despite the fact that she's the least humanoid of all of them. She, I mean, besides probably loose, obviously, like, she understands the most Spanish, can, like, perfectly roll her R's. Um, I'm pretty sure her voice actress, um... Michaela? Yes, Michaela... Dietz. Michaela Dietz. Was she Latina? Amethyst? Yeah, she was Amethyst, but I was... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember if the voice actress knew Spanish. I mean, I, I liked her when she was in the, the first episode where we got to meet her, where she was like partially like loose, but with some basilisk features. But the, the new like little ragamuffin look she's got going on now adorable. is just so adorable. Yes. I can't. It's so exactly cute. She the kept word. the ears and like nobody noticed. It's wonderful. She's just got one of those faces, though. But just the one face, the ordinary amount of face. Yeah. <laughs> despite the fact that she has like black irises and then yellow pupils nobody nobody would possibly pick her out in a crowd <laughs> i really i did enjoy that i loved like everybody trying their hand at human fashion they all did a pretty good job like i think hunter won pretty clearly with the the bird costume with the bird costume hey man that kid has not had any fun his entire life he's allowed to dress up stupid what are you talking about? He got to do tryouts at the Emperor's Coven. He got to be left on the top of a mountain that one time. Yeah, he got That's to go on riot. missions on weekends. But that that wasn't even like a fun thing. That was just a vacation from hell. Those Emperor's Coven boys know how to party. Um, <laughs> on their one day off a year. Yeah, it's re it's really sweet seeing Hunter be able to like enjoy the childish things. The fact that he loves wolves like he would absolutely be a wolf kid on the internet <laughs> and that he probably helped everybody make their cosplays for halloween and just like so much of his personality kind of blossoming now that he actually has the chance to to show that he's actually a giant dweeb it was very adorable i loved his whole character arc in this movie you know what kind of hurts though that whole thing with bella's taking him over never would have happened if he wasn't having fun, or specifically if he wasn't using the sewing machine. If he hadn't pricked his finger, Bell Bellows would have found some other... You know, he's a teenager, he probably has acne all over. That wouldn't have been very hard. Mm. Yeah, also, he touched the goo. I mean, that's on him. Like, I, the moment he was, like, reaching down, I'm like, what are you doing? Do not just touch, <laughs> like, green back, black, you know, like, pulsating goo on the ground. They don't know what germs are in the demon realm. They don't have infection <laughs> theory. They don't wash their hands there. That's that's for sure. I liked that we finally got the Gravesfield version of the, the story of mm -hmm. Philip and Caleb. We were all wrong. They were complete outsiders to the community before they became witch hunters. But I guess their story was just so important to the legend of the town. 
they got a statue. I think the story was, from what I'm remembering from Philip's paintings, is that there was, like, a tragedy when they were boys, and then moving. We know that they moved to a new town as orphans. They would have been raised by the town um, until that they were, you know, young adults and they would have done their witch hunting thing. Supposedly, we can infer that Caleb, the older brother, met a an actual, like, witch from the demon's realm named Evelyn, and they started dating, and they snuck into each other's realms with a hidden password, quoting. So it probably was the same door. The fact that the witch's name is Evelyn and that she has ginger hair is very interesting. Yep. We have Edelyn, and whose mother was Gwendolyn. I think they're pretty high odds that <laughs> Evelyn was a clawthorn. Um, yeah, and that's interesting because if Caleb actually like married and had children with this witch like that means that the clawthorn family is part human which is wild imagine that but we don't know we don't know maybe you know okay, it's but, like okay so think about this also what was the stopper in that vial of titan's blood it was shaped like an owl's head was it yes. i did not see that and then we know that the clawthorn family has a thing for owls yeah. Okay. It was an owl's head. That's that's freaking awesome. Okay. The the threads are connecting. Imagine if they had like given us these little crumbs over the span of a season. We would have had so much <laughs> to go crazy about. It yeah. would have been amazing. The the essays on Reddit for theories in the future would have been paragraphs long. I mean, I I know that I wish that Steven Universe would would be continued on in comic books made by Rebecca Sugar, but like. The Owl House has so much untold. They like they have to let Dana Terrace do a comic series. I just hope for the fall of Disney within my lifetime. <laughs> I would like to see them lose all of their copyrights and for them to be dissolved into non-monopolies. You know. <sighs> would be nice. Crazy me. But, oh, what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, so the theories. The theories, the theories with Evelyn. So we have a name, and... I so it's implied that Flapjack was her palisman. Is that kind of what they're going with here, or is it like the palisman mm. her kind of? Because well, the palisman the the Flapjack made it into the made it into the thing that Marcy was saying. So the people of Gravesfield knew about Flapjack. So it yeah. must have been her. Either that, or Caleb carved his own palisman fairly early into their relationship. Yeah, interesting. I think it's most likely it was her palisman. Probably. And then from there, it could be she was reincarnated into a palisman eh, based on what Bello says, or that he's that Caleb's true. palisman. I think Flapjack was the last vestige of Evelyn, and that's why he said that. Yeah. Also, we did get a little bit of development on Bellos on seeing kind of where his character has been going. Mm -hmm. He wants to save souls, baby. <laughs> um, so he started out as like a little baby orphan brother, like very dependent on his older brother. I imagine he felt quote betrayed when um he went and joined the witch's side and went to another dimension or whatever. And then in some murderous accident, he gets stuck in the human realm after doing away with Caleb. And presumably also Evelyn. Stuck in the demon realm. Yes, stuck in the demon realm. Thank you. 
where he, you know, gains power thereon. So I do like how we're kind of getting more backstory on Philip and, you know, how he was always a nasty, terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, definitely, definitely a Simon-like individual in that I'm going to follow this person down a destructive path. And when that person decides to follow a better path, I'm going to angrily uh, call them out for betraying me and then attempt to kill them. I I totally thought Simon you meant Simon Petrikov what? for a second. Uh, Simon from the third season of Infinity Train. <laughs> okay, I was he thinking was in the second season. I was too. like, I, I, <laughs> I was like, it's been a while since I've seen Adventure Time. Did you? Did <laughs> Ice King really do that? No, he's a sweetie pie. He's all good. We like Simon. <laughs> Simon P. Um, great. Okay, yeah, I still haven't seen Infinity Train. What was me? Um, you haven't seen Being Puppycat either. No, I haven't seen Being Puppycat, but you know what I did see? The entirety of the Owl House for the podcast that we're recording about it right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we all make decisions. Some of us make yeah. good decisions. Some of us make my decisions. Let's see. Oh, man. And <laughs> speaking of, like, Caleb and Philip, like, it, poor Hunter, who, like, can't help the family resemblance in the fact that he looks yeah. like his clone. And yeah. now that he knows, like, who he was cloned from. Also, the fact that his hair grows insanely fast. That's okay. Willow was able to take care of it. Yes, but it went to, like, shoulder length. Hey, some guys got it. Maybe it's a Grimwalker thing. Also, when he was revived by Flapjack sacrificing himself, his eyes came back brown. That was interesting. And, like, somebody has to tell him, right? You know what I thought was interesting about the Flapjack revival? was that they're doing what I think are pretty clear implications, that Flapjack is kind of still in there. Yeah, maybe he gets like a little guardian and angel that he can speak to, or like it gives him a connection to Evelyn and he can like speak to her or something. Ooh, that would be, cool. that would be yeah. interesting. That reminds me that they did very explicitly confirm how the glyphs work now, right? Luz kind of talks it out, but in the case it wasn't already blood. obvious, right? So, yep, present being being approximately close to Titan's blood means that you can actually use glyphs anywhere, which, uh, you know, I don't know just how important the implication for that is. So maybe that's why Luce could use the glyphs when she wasn't on the Boiling Isle. She had King with her. Ooh, right. Yeah. <laughs> if she had just take. Wait, no, because then she was in the. Human yeah, realm she was in the human realm with, with him, and it didn't and, work, you're okay. right. Well, he also okay. hadn't realized his powers yet, so maybe it just needs to be, like, activated. But they do have, theoretically, a somewhat infinite supply of Titan's blood over in the Demon's realm, as long as they can just keep King alive. Which, I mean, like, who knows that he's a Titan? Does Belos know? Hmm, I don't think so. As long as Belos doesn't know, like, that, I think that would be, like, the biggest, because I can see Belos, like, tearing him apart like a chicken nugget for that Titan's blood. He's He'd care. have to go through the Collector first, and I don't think the Collector is going to be yeah. willing to share his new best friend. Man totally ready to just get freaking exploded a second time. Like, you think the Collector's gonna <laughs> leave the job undone when he sees you again? The dude moved a moon with his finger. I think he knows something we don't about the Collector. He did a lot of research. He knew where to find him. I think that there's a weakness the Collector has that Bellos is going to try to exploit. Yeah, get him back into that mirror again. But supposedly it was a Titan that did that, so good freaking luck. Hmm. 
Well, we don't know if uh, if it's something... It probably was something, because once all the Titans were dead, he would be able to break out. So it probably is blood-related. But uh, maybe maybe Bellows would be like, Oh, if only I could find a Titan and save us all. I'm definitely not going to use something to commit genocide once the Collector is gone. Yeah, he is so committed on doing that. He's already in the human realm. Like, a couple more months of just eating dead animals and roadkill, and he would have been able to just have a human form. Like, I don't know. He he got what he wanted. I don't know why he's so committed to the genocide thing. No, he didn't get what he's wanted. The witches are still alive. He that also saw number he one also goal. saw the modern human realm. And he was like, these people don't give a shit about witches. GC, you're gonna have to censor me. Um... They don't care at all. They would have thought it was the coolest thing ever. And he was still like, no, it is my sacred duty as a freaking um, 400-year-old Puritan to finish the job. Which hunter general, no less. Which hunter general? Nobody cares, Philip. Oh my god. But he cares, and he does not care about your opinion. It, like, even mainstream Christians don't even care about witches. Like, the, the, the group uh... of people who hated Harry Potter was, like, very small. J.K. Rowling yeah. was Christian, for crying out loud. We love boy wizards. To be <laughs> fair, like, the, the witch hunters of his day probably weren't mainstream either. <laughs> That's true! That's true! It, it, it kind of seemed like the town was just in regular contact yeah. with the witches and didn't have a problem with it until the witch hunters got there. Because that was the story Marcy told. It's like, you know, they didn't like the practices of the town, so they yeah. became witch hunters. What? They were literally little boys raised by that town. Like, how are they, you know, like, forming opinions on... Did they think the witches burned down their other town? If they think of themselves as foreigners, then they can do a lot to isolate themselves from the mores of the society they find themselves in. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. Oh man, it's it's just like he's so unhealthy. It's fun. It's fun to watch him. <laughs> so unhealthy. It's fun. One less thought about yeah. about how uh, thanks to them is literally unwatchable. You know how Marcy said that Jacob got fired after editing the exhibits, and she was able to point to one of the edits he made you still there, not removed. Masha, why don't what, what's her name? Masha. I'm like. Marcy? That should be your like, name. Like, why are we going back to Adventure Time? Because we're talking about Simon, we should have Marcy. Uh, Masha. Yes, Masha, who is one of Luz's classmates. I think they went to normal people camp together. Oh, V's With v. friend, not Luz's. Well, unbeknownst to Masha, she already knows V. And if, I'm, if, I, if I know anything about what blushes mean in cartoons, I think V has a crush. I know, it was really adorable. There was a lot of blushing in this episode, though, I will say. Like, Hunter blushes yes. a lot. Gus blushes. Yeah. That's because Hunter is not used to having, like, ordinary human emotions. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, he's just, like, it's so funny the character he was introduced as to the character that he is now are just so complete opposites. Oh yeah, he he completely lacks- all the self-confidence is gone. That's why Luz had to give him a mask. I thought for sure Luz would take the owl mask, but she wanted the king mask. Well, he had the owl mask. That was his mask as the golden guard. Or the bird mask or whatever. Eh, no, they, they, were, they were both garbage masks that she found just sitting there conveniently. Yes, but as the golden guard. His golden guard mask. 
Well, I thought that the, well, you know, maybe the the horns to represent Bellos, but yeah, I just thought owl lose. I mean, the horns, it was the horns that was king, obviously, because yeah. it was like cut off and then taped back on again. Hmm. Very nice detail work on those masks. Maybe some boiling isles trash is ending up in the human realm. Yeah, that's specifically King Ida and Hootie. They had that on the band-aids also. Yes. I loved that detail. Which is the most, like, painful coincidence ever. Luce must have been like, are you kidding me? I don't know, maybe Marilyn was selling, uh, maybe Marilyn was trying to pay for things with fan art, and uh, one of them won a contest. Be on a box of band-aids! That's my new headcanon. Who's Marilyn? Ida, when she is in the human realm. Oh, yes, that's right. She was Marilyn. So see, even her fake name ends in an inn. Evelyn, Gwendolyn, Edelyn, Marilyn. Poor Lilith. She was also Ginger. The red-headed stepchild. Huh. <laughs> Maybe because Ida was the oldest? See, why didn't you get a curse like your sister? Then you could get some attention from your mother. Aren't they in the same year? They're supposed to be fraternal twins? I don't know. I think they're pretty loose about the the classes at Hexside. Well, one of them would have mentioned being older. Like, there's no way Ida wouldn't have mentioned being older to, like, gloat. They are kind of inseparable, like fraternal twins. That's true. All right, Luce, uh, I love that her big improvement in drawing, which I thought was uh, really cute. Like, she's her, like, kind of art skill improving over the course of the show. Probably spiked up a lot because she could look up tutorials on DeviantArt again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that accelerates things. Mm. Camilla was 100% prepared to give the children blood. Yes, oh um. my gosh, that was so cute that she was trying to find apple blood so hard. <laughs> <laughs> she's content to use food coloring. She, she's like, I, I, I was told to go to the apple blood butcher. She would have gotten them the blood, though. <laughs> she works at a vet clinic. She would have found a way. So, I mean, I, I don't remember. I think I was talking about this maybe before the recording actually started. I just I have to pause because I remember like being in high school, like in my GSA being like, yo, guys, like one of these gems is is gay. Like it's two people. This is crazy. You know, like I was freaking about oh, the uh, garnet. about like <laughs> Garnet's reveal. Right. And that was, you know, whatever. Oh, God. Was that a decade ago? I'm so old. So whenever that was, no, was they that can't 2013, have been 2014. No, that was 2015. Seven years ago. Yes. 2014, late 2014. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like crazy that now, like, I think this is the first time that I've seen. Okay, well, I guess it's still technically not two humans because I guess Amity's not human, (laughs) but two, like, very, like, actually human characters and explicitly being like, like, here's the flag, guys. It's, it's bi. Like, it's explicitly, like, inarguably so clearly. Like the name they said thing. the words. Yeah. Was there anyone questioning that Luz was by after she had the hots for what was his name? That the puppet from the second episode, which is before Wizards, the the prince. No, I mean there shouldn't have been any doubt. <laughs> yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. I don't remember his name. She she totally had the hots for him. She's like she's like, oh, no, I don't need a cape. Here, I can take my shirt off. Yes, yes, I need a cape. So, she likes boys, but she likes Amity, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just, I really appreciate that. And I just, I know that the show's gotten canceled early and who knows, uh, according to Dana, it's like maybe just one person, executive's taste ultimately. But I just, hooray that they also got to spend like a full 10 seconds just doing that. And also that Camilla wore the pin, right? Like a wore yeah. the pin, the, the whole special. The whole summer. She, she's wearing it into the demon realm. They have no concept of LGBT, <laughs> but she's wearing it anyway. Yeah. it It's so sweet to see her like full commitment to it, too. And I think even at one point she has a book that's like the world isn't binary, which is like also sweet. Like she's really yes. doing her research. It was just or it was another one that was like LGBTQ parenting or something like that. She had a lot of really fun books. She had Vampire Diet, Feeding Your Manatee, Volume 1, <laughs> Halloween Treats, but that might have just been because it was the season. Um, but she's like she would she was going to make treats for them. That's so sweet. Oh yeah, she was. She's a parent of six now, or seven. <laughs> I wonder. I wish I w- could have heard the witch kids' opinions on what Halloween was. They would have been like, "Wow, interesting. It's like a little mini demon realm for a day." Like, cause, cause it is. Like, no one made that observation. Well, none of them are homesick, so I think they're gonna be okay. They were explicitly shown to be homesick at the very least for their parents. Uh, yeah, like that was some pretty mild homesickness, all considered. I mean, Gus revealed that he wasn't happy. Yeah, that that is that is a tough thing for Gus to admit. Yeah, yeah, Gus and Hunter have their heart to heart, but I don't think anyone else explicitly talks about homesickness. Although, you know, I mean, Amity has less of a reason to be, I guess. <laughs> you know, I She's mean, she misses yeah. her dad and her siblings. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. They are pretty nice. You got a nice distraction though. Now they're nice. <laughs> A few more um, little observations. They don't call it a Nintendo Switch, but a Nintendo Swap. Oh my gosh! Yes, I funny. thought that was so cute. Like, uh, <laughs> I love, I love that the, like, I don't know how they spin it in so quickly into the shows. Like, I guess the Switch came out in 2017 and was way more instantly popular than a, you know, the Wii U because I lived through that time. But um, <laughs> as a Nintendo fan, so it's just like I love seeing it represented again. It's an affordable everyman's console. Yeah, like it's already in Amphibia and in and in Owl House. Like, that's fun. I like seeing the Nintendo representation. Like, I remember when all I got was like Rick from Rick and Morty saying, you know, that he's trying to upsell limited edition 3DSs. You know, like that was my little <laughs> pop culture moments is getting to hear Nintendo referenced at all during the Wii U era. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. They mentioned it a few times in Malcolm in the Middle. But that's just because I'm rewatching it. Which one? Like the Nintendo? Like NES? Yeah, the Nintendo. Yeah. They also they mentioned a couple other systems by name. Like as the show progressed and new systems came out, you could kind of like date the episodes if they brought one up. Let's see. Uh, Luce and Amity move their beds closer together. <laughs> <laughs> I just I noticed that um, while I was like pausing and doing notes and I was like, whoa, it's closer. I did think it was funny they split them up. Like they were like boys' basement. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly that was interesting. Maybe, maybe when they like bunk up in um Ida's house or something in the demon realm, and Camilla is like, um, "Well, it doesn't have to be boy girls this time." I understand that things are fluid, or like trying to say something, but like not <laughs> understanding exactly, and just being like, "Coeds, okay." <laughs> like learning later on, um, it was a sweet moment for. Gus and Hunter to bond together. That was cute. They get to cosplay the characters from the book series they love. 
Yeah, they did get the basement, and the basement is objectively the coolest room in the house. Like, hands down, always. I don't know. I think converted attics are pretty rad, too. But I never got the, to have the, one, so. Maybe, but it's the heat, GC. Yes. It's, they have, they're always they're poorly, so poorly insulated. insulated and even normally. if they are well insulated, like, it's at the top of the house, right? It's always going to be the hottest in the summer and the coldest in the winter. Basement, it's underground. It's already got that natural temperature control. Every, like, place that I've been to where they're ha- they have basements because we don't have basements in our glorious California. <laughs> when I go to places that they do have basements, they're always the coolest room in the house. Like, it's always like the teenagers that sleep in the basement. Eh, but you don't have to test for radon in an attic, so, you know, little <laughs> this, little of that. Yeah, and I-, I don't know how Camilla hid her Star Trek thing from Luce this whole time. I, like, hmm. wouldn't they have bonded together over their weird fandom stuff? Like, I imagine her and Manny would have maybe taken Luce to a convention. She kept it well hidden, even after it was obvious. I think she's embarrassed about it, so she made sure Luce never found it. Maybe after Manny died, because if they both met over Star Trek, or if they both liked it... Right, Manny wouldn't have hidden it. I could have seen them dressing up Luce and taking Maybe it was just, like, a bit too hard for her after Manny died or something. Yeah. Well, she again, her she was clearly embarrassed. There was no sadness about, oh, this is bringing back memories. This is just, oh no, you found my dork side. Maybe she even hid it from Manny, who knows. But the box was labeled as Man- one of Manny's costumes. Oh, okay. So yeah, they were they were just trying to keep Luz from finding out what a dork her parents were. Her her mother was. Did you have any more notes? Um, are abominations brown in the human realm? It looked like Amity's abominations were not brown. Ah, uh, yeah. That could have been the lighting. Yeah, I was confused by that, too. It looked like she almost made something entirely different. But Great. Can you imagine Darius with such desaturated hair? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. He would kill himself. He's getting old. <laughs> this is how abomination coven heads go bald. He could just go back to having his regular black hair, or maybe he got the abomination hair to, like, cover a hairline or something. Oh, he's a very vain person. If he had a receding hairline, or if he was growing a bald spot, he would 100% switch to the abomination hair. I don't care what evidence is ever given to me from the show, or from the creators on Twitter, whatever, I'm going to believe that till the day I die. (laughs) That Darius has a receding hairline, and he is very self-conscious about it? Yes. I think it's canon. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for us on Thanks to Them. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Leave us a comment or a review. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.